welcome out guys to another episode of the struggling hunters here i'll get the whole awkward introduction out of the way first so that way maybe it'd be a little bit more of an enjoyable uh listening experience for you but uh again welcome uh you got i don't know i guess it's always interesting too uh <laughs> you have other people they're like oh i'm your host and you know i'll be like i'm joe and then i have here with me uh eric <laughs> but uh you know like we kind of I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, or I don't know, maybe people like it or they don't, but, you know, not really quite having a full-on host of the struggling hunters. I don't feel it's really needed, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, my ego is just as inflated as uh, Eric's is, so. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both, we both, yeah, we both just kind of do the thing. I, I was, uh Speaking of that, I was kind of thinking about that. We probably should have talked about this beforehand, but uh, some podcasts, they just kind of, hey, welcome to the Struggling Hunters, for example, and then they just move on. They don't even, like, introduce their names or anything. And I was like, maybe we should adopt that because every time we try to introduce our names and, and try to make a big old introduction, we just always seem to mess it up more than anything, so... I don't know. Some to probably stir about anyway. True, true. Uh, but anyways, you kind of get back into a little intro here, somewhat. Get the whole. You know, thanks, thanks for giving us a listen. We appreciate it. Um, you know, give us a like, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you know, if you have any comments or anything, feel free to leave them. It'd be be interesting to hear what some of our uh, listeners have to say, whether it's a good job or maybe critiquing us a little bit about what we could do better or whatever it is, you know, just, just know, or just give us a comment and it may or may not affect us, but, uh, but yeah. (laughs) But with that being said, we'll get, get into a little bit more of, uh, I guess what the show is tonight. Um, we're sitting here talking, trying to decide what we wanted to uh, discuss. And, and we've been kind of discussing a little bit of turkeys over the last little bit. What we got coming up, our hunts coming up. And uh, um, I don't know, was there anything you wanted to kind of hit off first, Eric? One or well, over the other? Yeah, I'll get it out of the way. Uh, by the time this thing drops or around the time that this thing drops, I'll be – starting my turkey season and so i'll be doing that i'm excited for it ready ready to get with it um (laughs) i have a little bit of scheduling conflicts as far as uh personal stuff with with the hunting but i'll get it in either way just uh opening day is kind of filled with all kinds of of stuff so i'm like man that kind of sucks but uh i'll figure it out and and uh and try to get out there. I, I'm going to get out there regardless. Uh, it'll be, it'll be this. Well, when this comes out, it'll be the Saturday or it'll be the Monday or Monday or Tuesday after, after my, my uh, season has started. But regardless, um, we'll see how it goes. I plan on trying to get out Saturday evening. I might try to do Saturday morning if I can, but basically my, uh, I have to I have to go to work for a little while 
And so my conflict is, is do I go to work and get that done and out of the way? Or do I uh, put work off to the afternoon, do the turkey hunting first and, uh, and then go to work later on? Um, I, it's kind of funny. I mean, it, I'm not really time constrained, but I have to, I have to uh, go complete a, complete a job on Saturday, but it doesn't really matter when on Saturday, but it has to be done on Saturday. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of conflicted with that, but, uh, other than that, I mean, I'm going to still go out regardless. Uh, And I'm kind of leaning on just trying to go out in the afternoon and maybe, maybe go out in the afternoon. And, and if nothing, if worse comes to worse, uh, I'll have, uh, or if worse comes to better, however you want to phrase that, (laughs) um, I'll, I'll, you know, probably have a good plan for Sunday morning where I want to go and, and how I want to approach the following day. So either way, uh, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I wish I could get out there in the morning though. I, I kind of bums me out, but responsibilities. Well, well I was going to say kind of, as you were talking about that, um, you know, whether trying to get out there to hunt in the morning or the evening or the after anyways, you know, whatever your time, whatever that time frame is going to be uh, as I've been trying to look over articles and whatnot become to understand how to hunt turkeys a little bit better. And, and uh, one of the things that we've even said it too, try and become uh, incorporate a little bit more in our hunting practices. Um, but like, you know, every, like one article, I think it was like, Oh, you don't need to be, uh, you know, out there at daylight to to harvest a deer or sorry a turkey you know with articles like oh, i i've shot a lot of them at like 10 or 12 in the afternoon or in the morning you know and and it's just kind of kind of funny or interesting you know like we've i we've said it before and we'll probably keep saying it for years to come but just those those mentalities that get ingrained um into to who you are as a hunter as a kid as far as you know i think you you said it in a couple stories i think i've said it where you go out in the morning growing up and you're going to do a morning hunt and um and you're like you're done hunting by like eight o'clock and the sun's only been up by for two hours but yet you know they're, they're still moving going to bed and then I guess that's what am I what am I trying to get at? It seems like no matter what you're doing, hunting deer, elk, turkeys, <clears throat> there is always a way to hunt them. You kind of got to know, and I guess that's the trick, is kind of where they're going to be at that time of the day. Like what what is their habits? making them do you know like i think you know of course you're gonna you know turkeys roost in the morning or at night so they're gonna in the morning they're coming down from their roost to go feed and and so you know like understanding kind of that type of thing is you know will help you narrow maybe where that where they're at and get yourself set up but anyways i just was sitting there thinking you know like oh you're out in your head you're saying well if i miss the morning hunt 
I might as well not even go hunting because that's the golden hour, which, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, <laughs> you know, if that's really a, a golden hour or not, most people will say it is, but you, you know, you read articles, watch videos on other professional hunters, I guess, or other successful hunters. And, you know, they're like, Oh, I, I just go out and hunt. And, you know, go out with an understanding what the animal, what the uh, quarry may be doing, but, you know, and help that to, to focus in on where you're going to hunt and how you're going to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I think kind of what, what you're saying, you know, uh, trying to be the first, the first out there in the woods and, you know, to get the big buck or the the biggest turkey and you know it's a competition thing you know have to get out there early and i think it's just something that probably oh true was adopted over time you know oh gotta get out there early you know and, and uh but you're right i mean how many times how many times have you uh went out hunting and didn't see nothing and then on the way home you ran into whatever animal you're pursuing you know so yeah um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Those animals, they're kind of on their own schedule, and they're just going to be wherever they're going to be at whatever time they want to be there. I think, right. I, I think you know, they like people that are really into it and, and have their own or have their, their specific, uh, you know, like a really good turkey hunter he he probably has advantages like he knows he knows turkeys better than most and he kind of knows where they'll be what time they'll be there and and uh and and on average it's it probably is earlier in the morning but then there's always the outlier chances of the 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 late afternoon or or uh or in the middle of the day as you were saying so um but yeah i kind of i mean i just kind of think i guess what it comes down to is is sometimes and me and you, I, th- I we we did a podcast on this about uh, this was for deer, but thinking outside the box, you know, when when everybody's going out in the morning, and and uh, you know, causing all that ruckus, but then it's you know quiet at ten and ten ten a.m. in the morning. That's whenever you know the animals are like, I think it's safe to go out now because. <laughs> these people are all back at camp or whatever the case may be. And I mean, you know, I'm just trying to piggyback off of what you were saying, but I mean, I, I do think there's some weight to that thought mentality that, you know, sometimes thinking outside the box or, or not always being there first thing in the morning, isn't going to kill your whole hunt. Right. And I, and I think that's like the hard thing to adopt into your hunting tactics of, you know, trying to change that and trying to realize and remember, you know, what that species is going to be doing roughly that time of day. And, you know, like, you know, I mean, there's factors into everything, but I think that's my, my weakness, I guess to say would be that, you know, not really fully comprehending what, what, what it, whatever it is, whatever it is I'm hunting it, what it's doing that time of the day. Right. You know, I, 
I think I always fall back into the, well, if I move around really quietly, I should see something. And I can't really say, you know, that has really paid off for me <laughs> too much. But I think if I can change my, my, get my mind to wrap, to wrap around and to change it, you know, thinking, okay, it's this time of the day, you know, the, the sun, like, I guess what the sun's coming from this, from the West, you know, the, or the East in the morning and the West in the evening. And that kind of comes from a, a guy that I was listening to, you know, setting up his decoys and where he's setting up according to his, from his decoys. Cause if he knows which way the turkeys are going to be coming, he wants, he's found it better to set, to have the, the, <laughs> the sun in his face, to have the turkeys with the sun behind them, because it's kind of the turkeys defense mechanism that they got to look into the sun. They can't see too well. So they're not really going to pursue. That makes a ton of sense actually. And like, I've never really thought of that. And like, you know, but then, like I said, you know, like I get out there and I just, I don't clue into trying to think about what's really going on in the animal's world. I just more or less default to, I'm going to walk around in the woods quietly. Well, I think sometimes, because to relate to what you're saying, I think sometimes is just trying to get in them one way or another, you know. It's it's like, yeah, I could do all those critiques, but first I want to know that they're even in the area. Right. You know, before before uh before I'm worried about where the sun is, you know, let's, right. let's well, check what, off the first thing on the list and make sure they're even in the area. Right. That's like I was saying, like I think he's he knows where they're coming from. Right. And then he sets up according to that. But trying to find an area if you don't know where they're at, you know. But trying to find an area where they could be based on the time time of day, what they should be doing. Is like I said, I always just don't. I not that I overlook it. I just forget to take it into consideration. <laughs> yeah, well, I have the same problem. I, I think we said this a couple podcasts ago too about sometimes just trying to take in all the information that would help our chances getting out there and kind of just falling back to our ba- our old habits of what we've always done. And right. kind of forgetting the the information that we were gonna quote unquote use, we end up we end up just doing kind of the same old stuff that we always have done, which then sometimes gives us the results that we've always gotten. So, right, <laughs> exactly. And then, like you'll you'll end up maybe getting paid off or getting successful at some point. So, you're like, yo, I did it. Yeah. You know, I guess with that being said, like I'll say, you know, one of the things that I've slowly learned about elk and I kind of, I, well, I probably didn't clue into it till the last year or so, year and a half, two years is yeah. elk being nomadic. Um, you know, I was, you know, like always like the, under the idea, but not fully realizing it that I was, was, oh, I saw an elk here once before, you know, 15 years ago. They should be in here again. Like, yeah. 
you know, I, and so I'll, instead of trying to find new areas, I'll just go back to the areas where I've seen elk. Now I think that can work in some areas, but the majority of elk seems to be, and it probably depends on too. Call there's a whole rabbit hole that can, we can dive down there. I mean, I was gonna say like you know, it, it goes into the time of year you're hunting them, hunting pressure, you know, food habit or food um, availability and water of the year. It's all that goes into consideration. But anyways, back to the original point is like I said for elk. You know, I was always like, oh, I saw one here once. It should be here again. Well, there's, I think there's something to be said about that, though, because obviously they're nomadic. But if you've seen an elk or in an area at some point, I mean, maybe 15 years is a stretch, but they they obviously like going through that that area for one reason or another. A lot of food, migration route, I mean – which I saw some a while back about uh, they were talking about elk and migration routes. And I don't know if, I don't know if in general, um, I wish I could have remembered what I was. It was something that I was watching on TV or something like, but they were talking about elk and migration routes and, and um I think with elk, they're not really known for migration route, if that makes sense. Like nobody talks about the great elk migration routes, but, uh, <laughs> okay. but there, but there's there, they, um, yeah, I feel really, really, uh, I, I feel out of place talking about this. Cause I can't, I can't remember what show it was. I can't remember. I just remember seeing it on TV and they're talking about how they're studying elk and how, they they kind of have more of a migration route than we've ever probably given them credit for. Interesting. Yeah, it was. It might have been a YouTube thing too that I was watching. I I can't remember, but I just remember hearing that, and I kind of put it away in my in my arsenal of information. But obviously, it was very vague information <laughs> that I remembered anyway. But, but yeah, but I guess I just took us down a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, there. yeah, we went from turkey to elk in like two point two seconds. Right, just because <laughs> it has trying to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, one thing one thing about the uh, turkey hunt though is is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna me and Joe were talking about it. And I'm gonna do my best at taking some footage of it and kind of doing, doing like a Turkey vlog to get some, to get a little bit of content out there and, and uh, do the thing that way. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously always in hopes that like, you know, go out there the first day, get my Turkey and call it, call it a, call it a hunt season, but you know, it'll probably go along, but you know, I'm kind of in hopes that I can make a short video of it and go out there and get me a turkey right away. But we'll see what happens. Uh, you will. Uh, you will. Yeah. You'll yeah. you'll make it happen. I'm preparing for a long season, but but I'm also I feel like uh, 
Well, I know for a fact I'm jumping on it a lot faster this year than I did last year. And so, and last year was the first time that I uh, ever went turkey hunting. So I'm jumping on it a few weeks earlier. So I'm kind of hoping that it increases the chances because of pressure and all that. Get out there a little earlier. That's what I'm hoping for. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It should go. It will go well for you. But uh, but I'm excited. But to go, kind of go back to the filming part, though, I'm excited to do some more vlogging this year for the struggling hunters. Uh, even whenever it comes to uh, the the regular hunt, I want to do more for elk and deer hunting, and uh, that that is if I get my get my uh, draw tag for uh, the deer at least. But I'm excited to to uh, do some more filming for the channel and and uh, see where that how that road where where that road takes us. I guess. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm interested to see how it how it all goes. Like, yeah this this is gonna be a fun this is gonna be a fun year. I, you know, I'll, I'll go. Uh, you know, we learned we learned a handful last year. You know, just one handful is all we learned. Um, hopefully, this year we will learn a second handful. But you know, it's it's not to really go down that, but it's you know this. I'm kind of looking forward to this year as to see where our growth has taken us as far as maybe being a little bit more successful. Well being successful and and uh just keep 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 hunting. You know, like it's I guess that's one of the reasons I I hunt every year is to see what happens. And I, I always look forward to it. <laughs> keep pushing through those struggles. Yep. Every year pushing in through those struggles. Yep. yep. <laughs> Ah, uh, we do. We we definitely. I think I think it's uh, past due for a little bit of success our way. Yeah. In in the in the woods, so one of us has to be successful this year for sure. <laughs> Not, I mean, you know, knock on wood, but one of us have to be successful in something. <laughs> we will be. We will be. But uh, um, I guess what kind of to tie up the wild or the turkeys is I. Not that we have to go too deep into it, but uh, we were sitting here talking, and then I was telling Eric that, uh, you know, like this, this, this. I'll go ahead and say it that how, how turkey dumb I what I am, uh, you know, like my understanding of turkeys. I knew there was different species, but uh, I kind of just always took turkeys a turkey, and and I was telling Eric, I was like, hey, I was looking at some Instagram pictures of people hunting turkeys and. And I was like, it was just, it was fascinating to me how some of those turkeys had some color to them. And, you know, not, you know, I always just think of a turkey as kind of a, with some tans, browns, and blacks. And then, you know, of course, they're, at least the toms, their, their face will change color, blue and red. But, uh, and then we, we just, just for a quick thing, what, what did we come up with that there was five, six different species uh yeah we, uh the one website that we were looking at we had six but yeah. anyways and like i said i just just a little turk turkey trivia for you that there's you know i think 
that there is, uh, I think there's five, like the ones that. Well, let's see the, the Rio Grande, the. Rio Grande, the Merriams, the Merriams. And then how do you say that? Is it, do you say that uh, Golds? I want to say. Okay, the Golds, the Eastern Wild Turkey. Oh, you're right. There is only five. Why did I think six? Um, and then I don't know how. I, I'm going to take a crack at this, but the Oscillated Wild Turkey. Uh-huh. In Central America, is that? I'll buy that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, or do you say ah uh, or oh? Oscillated. Oscillated. Turkeys. Oscillated. I, uh, yeah, I might be oscillated. It's probably oscillated. But. But yeah, I think uh, for the most part, the turkeys that. Well, it actually there's a map here that said uh, said that Utah has uh, more spots of uh, the Rio Grande, and uh-huh. and there's some Merriams over there too. And uh, what was the uh, the hybridized subspecies, which I don't know what they mean by that, but right. And then Colorado's mostly uh, Merriams, and then. Uh, over on the eastern side of Colorado, it's uh, some Rio Grande, little veins of Rio Grande. So but it's yeah, interesting, I, though, that there's that many different types of turkeys. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, you know, it's going to be on my bucket list here to. And I'd like to get one of those turkeys with a little bit more color in them. I think uh, I say I want to like to get one. I'm probably going to be like 10 or 15 years before I actually get out and and uh, go hunting one. But I think it was the uh, os- the uh, oscillated wild turkey that had the color in it that I saw. Oh yeah, the from the picture that you're, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are some crazy looking birds. Yeah, it's almost like a peacock, almost. You know, just with shorter feathers. Kinda, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to get one of those. Oh, but. Well, yeah, good luck with that because it's not found in North America. So they don't have much information on it. Well, I guess it depends. Uh, They should, there's some in Florida. Oh, did they say that? No, I take that back. That isn't Florida. That's South. That's uh, that's in Mexico somewhere. Yeah, they say it's all – you might be able to find some on the border of uh, Arizona there. Well, then I guess that's a – I should be careful with what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, though. 
I don't know, you know, I guess our second year uh, doing the thing with uh, turkey hunting, it's it's uh, a lot of new information about turkeys. I mean, I just thought a turkey was a turkey. Right, me too. That's, you know, like, I, I it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I think we said it before. We're saying that a lot tonight. Just how little, like, I actually knew of hunting. Like, you know, I can kind of always carry on a conversation, but like to actually get in and all these subspecies and all these other little things, like it's, I, there's more, more to it than what I actually ever gave it credit. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny bringing that into a podcast. It's, it's the whole podcast thing. Like, I mean, I always thought I could talk to talk with hunting too. And then we do the podcast and you, you kind of want to double check yourself or, or uh, make sure make sure you're you're saying the right stuff, but you know because you know that that one guy is gonna you know there's always that guy, especially online, <laughs> uh, that's gonna say something. So it, it's kind of a little nerve wracking that way. Whenever you're like, well, I'm gonna spit you some facts, and then you're like, wait a minute, are they really facts? Or you know, maybe I should look right. this up before I spit real facts here. So, <laughs> it, um, but. I don't know. That's kind of where I like where we're at. Cause I think sometimes we try to be uh, too honest to a fault or whatnot. And we try, we kind of downplay our, our experience and right. Um, you know, sometimes I think, well, we're not quite that bad. I know we're the struggling hunters, <laughs> but we're not the worst hunters. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. True. <laughs> oh, we kind of know what we're doing sometimes. Yeah, we can definitely get ourselves out in the woods. That's a that's a good start. <laughs> we kind of know where they are, where the woods are. Yeah, we can find that. <laughs> <clears throat> we don't we don't pay a we don't pay a fee to get in the get in the national park and then uh, say that we went out to the woods. Right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Um, I was trying to think of some more one-liners, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Think I, of I was trying to do the same thing. I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, I can't get it anymore." But uh, but I was, I was going to throw in there. It's kind of interesting. Kind of, I'll do a whole change of topics. And uh, me and my wife went out to uh, Cabela's Friday, and uh, mostly. We were going to, uh, with it being spring weather, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, we should go get you a new pair of boots and we can start getting up early on Saturdays and go for hikes and, you know, and, uh, get out and kind of a couple birds with a couple stones there, you know, just one getting out in the, out in the, out in the trails and then two looking for whatever wildlife is out there. But <clears throat> so anyways, we go in and, uh, we go over by the uh, by the the boots, and we turn down the women's side, and like there's really not really not a selection of uh, I probably should have asked someone, but there was no selection of women's hiking boots. Hmm. Like they had a couple, but there was nothing to really choose from. And then, but if, which was kind of odd. I don't know if it's like a COVID thing. 
with, you know, people being out more or thinking they're going to be out more. So, or if it was that having that ship stuck in that canal that backed everything up from getting here. Um, oh, I didn't hear about that. Fill me uh, in. Um, so there's a, a big, uh, big ship um, that was stuck, I think it was in Egypt, in a canal that's, I think it's like 400 feet wide and it's like a hundred miles long. Um, and I, 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 <laughs> you want to say that the driver was like, Oh, here, hold my beer. I can get through that. <laughs> but I guess what it was, was like the wind picked up. Um, and it kind of made the, the ship kind of turn and get, stuck the ship was wide long enough to go from one side of the canal to the other and it got stuck um in the canal and couldn't get out for a few days and it was like getting 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 things backed up in the suez Suez canal is where it it was so the ship was like 400 400 yards long and then like I don't remember how wide, but anyway, so like, uh, yeah, so like that's a big canal. So that they have to, I think it was, was it Egypt? Now I got all my facts. Then they have to, if they get to get around it, it adds an extra like nine days to the shipping process. So they like to use this canal. And then because it was stuck in there for a couple of days, it backed up a bunch of shipping ships. And like, there were some ships that had livestock on them that had, had enough food and water to keep the livestock alive just for the voyage, for the length of the voyage. And because they're stuck out sea, like I think they're getting worried that some of the livestock would, there's going to start having some issues, but. So they get, they get cut up on like a sandbar or something. Is that part of the problem? Um, I'm looking at pictures yeah. here and it looked like it was wide enough. It just, maybe the, the water was too low or something. Maybe. Uh, well, it, it was so, um, let's see. So there's, there's high winds in a sandstorm that pushed the ship sideways into both banks of the water. Oh, okay. So I guess, you know, it just, oh, know I just couldn't see as well or what. So it got itself kind of like wedged in. Wedged in itself canal. in there. Dude, yeah. that's amazing how many shipping containers are on that boat. Yeah. I think it was I, like 100,000. <laughs> 100,000? Let me, let me Google that. I will ask. Well, regardless, there's a ton for sure. It's amazing. That boat makes those containers look small too. Yeah. Oh, uh, I container facts. Well, I won't worry. But yeah, like it, there's a lot. 
and I can, so there's, you know, like there's a lot of goods going through there. Yeah. So like I said, I don't know if that had something to do with it, but I kind of doubt it where there was <laughs> sold out for so much. I think it was just everybody, you know, spring is here and spring break has just happened and everybody getting fed up with the Rona trying to get out to do stuff. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be a continuation of last year. Cause I feel like last year was the same way. As soon as the weather started getting nicer, we went up. Well, I, I, I was uh Turkey hunting and, and uh, I couldn't believe how busy it was out there in the woods so early in the year. You know, I was like, man, it's crazy. I, I would have thought that they would have, uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I'd never seen that many campers out so early and it, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like there wasn't a special weekend or anything. It wasn't like Memorial Day weekend or anything. It was just just a regular weekend and like every spot along the every camp spot as I was driving out in the woods was was taken up. I was like, man, this is crazy. (laughs) Right. And then kind of I guess to switch topics a little bit again, while I was at Cabela's, I thought I'd go down the ammo aisle. I didn't their shells look bare but i was looking for some shotgun shells and they only had two boxes and the i didn't look to see what shot they were what they were because there's a there's like three or four people in the aisle you know it just would have been too awkward to go stand there and look at at them and keep going but i could read that the the price was like for was the price was 45 bucks for a box of shotgun shells yeah that's Man, well, the 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 sad thing about it is, is uh, even even whenever we get out of this ammo shortage, the the price of those bullets probably won't go ever go back down to what they were. Yeah, it might take a few, I, I might take a few years for that to happen. With the amount of, I think January was another high selling gun month. Really. Yeah. And so, you know, like with everyone buying guns, I think it's going to, you know, it might take a while for it to actually start leveling out and becoming cheap again when everyone, you know, starts getting with what they feel they, they got what they need. But it's, you know, it's definitely interesting just to, to have a shortage, but I think that the shortage is more on the fact that there's, so many more gun owners than there than anything else. Yeah. The fact of things not being sold because of other reasons. Yeah, I think so too. I think, uh, Oh wow. I'm kind of surprised about this. When did this come out? Oh, in February, let's see, almost 23 million guns were sold in 2020, 23 million guns. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, God, you try to find some stats on this, and half of it's political. <laughs> uh, it said that it dropped. Yeah, gun sales slowed down in February, showed 10% jump over year over. Firearms background checks or so it sounds like uh I, I 
they passed a bill to make the background checks more of a pain. Huh. But that's not what I'm looking for, so small arms. So 1.5 million guns sold in February 2021. But it's only... But there was one, okay, so from what I'm reading here, there was 1.5 million guns sold in February of 2021. Um, oh, it's still the third highest February on record behind uh, 1.6 in 2016 and 1.7 in 2013. Huh. So I don't know if that's any good information, but oh. Did you hear that? No. Oh, I had an odd an ad pop up on the website. Oh. I, thought, I thought my house was falling down at first. I was like, "What?" Is <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, man, it's I don't know. It's crazy. I I hope that we get back to normal at some point, even if we have to pay a little more money for our ammo. I feel like, um, well, I feel like we've kind of said this before. Here we are again saying that same stuff. Uh I feel like we uh uh I mean I just I, I feel like it's gonna change the way I, I buy bullets, you know, like I kinda wanna start really stocking up. Not not necessarily hoard bullet or like I'm not gonna go down to the store and buy fifty boxes at a time or anything like that, but you know, like what once we get out of this shortage and stuff, it kind of makes me want to like every payday or something go out and and uh, buy a few boxes up for uh, right for the fall. You know, just to just buy a few boxes every time I get paid. You know, kind of make it part of my budget or something. So if you ever go through an ammo shortage again, I can I can uh, at least I'll have my bullets right. Right. Me and my wife, me and my wife went out shooting our pistols. We got pistols not too long ago. Um, and, uh, and because of the ammo shortage and stuff, like we had our two boxes, but, um, yeah, we, I mean, I kind of, you know, instead of having fun and shooting all our, our ammo up and being like, Oh, that was cool. Let's go get more ammo or whatever. It was like, Hold on to, you know, like, let's shoot a little bit, but we got to hold on to some of our ammo here, so. Right, yeah. Makes you look at a little different. <laughs> yeah, well, and and I'm, do, I'm doing that with, I probably, I, I don't have quite as much ammo for my hunting rifle as I, I would like. And uh, so I'm like, well, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place because I can't, I had big plans of, like, once a month at least i'm gonna go out and shoot a few rounds through the rifle and you know so i can stay up with it and do the thing and uh yeah i just i just can't i'm like with this ammo shortage though i'm like i don't dare shoot my rifles right now until you know save it for hunting season yeah save it till you get that next box (laughs) till i can at least get another exactly 
Yeah, exactly. I need to probably get better about stopping in there and, you know, stopping in at Cabela's or whatnot and, or all of them actually like first thing Saturday morning or something, you know, try to be one of the first ones in there. Hey, you got any ammo? Yeah. They'll probably always tell me no, but you know, maybe if <laughs> once in a blue moon, well, really sucks is so they have ammo, right? But like the only way you can get ammo is if you buy a gun. So it sucks. Cause they're like, Oh no, we don't got no ammo, but it's like, well, how much ammo are you holding back there? Like, you know, could you spare one one box? You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's huh. But yeah, we live in crazy times. That's for sure. We do. Well, on that note, being in crazy times, I don't. We, been at this for about 45 minutes you want to wrap it up or do you have another i don't if you have another topic you want to discuss i'm good with that too or no i yeah i think uh i think i'm good man we can uh we can get out of here and and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and get us out of here but um you know it was fun doing doing another one um it definitely, de- I mean, we're at 51, so next week we'll be at 52. And uh, we're still doing the thing. Yeah. And that's, I got to say, it's been fun. Like, it's, I think that's why I'm excited for this year, not not to go down the hole as we're client, as we're trying to wrap it up, but, you know, spending, spending a year talking about hunting techniques or, scenarios or you know tips or whatever you know like i i've tried reading about them throughout the year but i've never spent like time really discussing them for a year so i'm hoping that like doing like we have been it's gonna help paying off this year yeah i'm hoping to and and i think it's really helped uh keep us engaged keeping our minds kind of steady on uh, more staying more focused toward toward the hunting aspects of uh of how we can get better it's keep, right. kept us more engaged throughout the whole entire year instead of you know because I, I think i think it kind of happens to every average hunter if you will and you know you 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 get your tags you do the hunt thing and then and then you uh you know, it's over whether you're successful or not. It's over, and you kind of just put it behind you for another year. And and being able to do this podcast, that's been the funnest part about it is just staying with it and talking about it every week and kind of putting putting these little seeds in each other's mind and and saying, oh, you know, try this and we should try that and you know, and and it's just fun, just keeping us more engaged with with uh, the hunting the hunting world more so than ever before. So I, I really enjoy it for that aspect is just being able to talk about something that we're passionate about. It's, it's fun. I mean, that's what everybody likes to do. So. Yeah. hundred percent. With that said though, guys, we'll uh, get out of here as always. Thank you guys for listening, giving us a shot. Uh, really appreciate it. And, you know, keep listening, subscribe to us, give us a like, leave a comment, uh, and 
we will see you in the next one. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you later. Later. <laughs>